in my mind. Woo, 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 woo. All right, it's officially Christmas. So y'all can save that uh that bit where it's not Christmas until somebody hits that temptations line for you. Man, it's late. Things up night for you. Um and uh look, we're gonna talk about a little basketball. We're gonna open the presents tomorrow. We're gonna look at the recruiting class, look at the presents that family's got coming up under the tree. Okay, later today. I said tomorrow. Look, I already know what time it is. But uh, we're going to talk about this basketball, you know, what we saw, what we didn't see. Might even give you all a little bit of the, you know, just a full on, you know, some of what we got from the game. But y'all already know what's up. Spang's up, baby. Let's go. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! And that might be the knockout punch! Late! Christmas edition of the Fangs Up podcast, man. Uh, look, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, I don't know what to tell y'all, man. Uh, it's been a pretty fun weekend so far already. And as y'all know, it's, it's Christmas, so your schedule is never what it should be. But uh, look, before we get started, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home, home to Herbert the Black Techies, also home to the Fangs Up podcast. Man, um, look. We got to give a little credit where credit's due, man. Rattler Nation. Look, down in Orlando, y'all showed up and showed out. Uh, we have some more pictures coming out there. But we definitely did some things on behalf of uh, Rattler Boosters. And we also, you know, did some things on behalf of the National Alumni Association as well. About good, about 50 Rattlers in attendance in total. Um, so good showing. Want to encourage y'all to do more of that. Keep showing up. Keep coming out. But, um Man, look, we, we had a little, it was a rough weekend for family basketball, like, except for today. We actually got a commitment. We're going to look at that. We got a 5'9 five, five, guard from Georgia. So, you know, talk a little bit more about that. You know, we unra- unravel the gifts a little bit later in the day today, but want to make sure I owned up to my promise. I did say we do a late, late show today, uh, but, and we're on location. We're in Tallahassee. So, you know, I came to visit the family. So, you know, we got to, you know, we brought this from the friendly confines, but you know, you know, we got a little extra something up here too. You know, you know, we, we try to try to treat y'all right. But uh look, it was a little tough weekend for family basketball. The ladies, they lost the University of Detroit Mercy. They also lost the University of Michigan. Kind of not upset about that when it comes to this program. Like, I'm not expecting a great season, but I'm seeing some growth. And so that's kind of one of the things where it's not a fair comparison because with the women's basketball, they could really lose almost every game. And I'd be kind of cool with it. Like it's not fair, but it's true. Whereas with the men's basketball, it's the complete opposite. I, man, every game they lose is aggravating. Like, and part of it was especially at the UCF game. And if you were there, look, it was a pretty cool environment. Like I was there brought the wife and the kids if y'all don't know 
my wife is actually a UCF grad. So um, that trash talking is something I just don't want to hear. <laughs> but I don't really get a choice in it. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like expletives. I just got to, I, I got to wear it. And so in this case, it's one of those things. I just had to wear it. Um, so it, it's just kind of is what it is, man. Um, so we're going to flip this over we're on one screen mode, y'all. So we look, y'all going to get the raw like we get it. Um, but as y'all can see, man, home team was there getting coached up a little bit. Coach McCullum, he was trying. We did wear the uh, all green uniforms, which pretty tight. Uh, looks straight. But one of the coolest parts, um, look, arena wasn't packed. So it was actually a decent contingency of FAMU and UCF fans when you kind of broke it down. Their arena is pretty solid. Like, it's about the size of the Lawson Center. So it's just biggest difference is it's two-tiered, whereas the Lawson Center is pretty much a single bowl. But you are also able to see, look, Rattler Nation showed up. These are all the people that stayed after the game. So you get to see VP uh, just looking out right there. Also, if you didn't get to recognize Mr. Steve Pearson, he was uh, on the show with me. You know, we did a little quick show, a little short seven-minute show live from the event. But the Rattler stayed after and, you know, charged not Robert to take a picture. And, you know, you had something that stood back and didn't get in front of the camera, and they rode the bus there as well. So it was pretty cool to be able to see that Rattler Nation showed up, supported, and showed out. Uh, so good times, man. Just as a fan. AMU alumni, it's always a good feeling to be able to have your university represented. Now, for your, those of y'all that are already up kind of late, look, let's let's just go ahead. Let's 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 look under the Christmas tree a little bit. Now, you know, it ain't cheating if you ain't trying. At least that's what they told me. <laughs> so um, let's go on and start looking. Look, now we're gonna officially go under the Christmas tree tomorrow. And we're going to kind of look and, you know, break down who these people's is. But, you know, come on, y'all. It's Christmas night. We stayed up kind of late. Let's see what the Rattlers got coming in. Like, I'm sorry. Look. Y'all that came with your boy. I'm breaking the rules tonight. My wife ain't here. She ain't going to tell me what to do. <laughs> but. And hopefully, so we're going to come up, and y'all know, I'm petty. I don't mind showing you where I got my information. I ain't got to be the person that has all the information. And if we roll a little slow because of it, baby, it is what it is. But if you come over, look on the FAMU website, um, you'll be able to notice where they have it set up. Where you can see who them Rattlers been recruiting. And I do see my laptop moving just slow, a little slow. Like, catch up with me. Keep up with me, baby. Don't slow up today. Like, we going to have some fun today if we can get it rolling. Um, but look, and if you check the website, Scott, y'all can see live. Like, you see what I see. Uh, So come on, fam. You sign a day website. Let's go. Oh, Big River. 
Uh, but let's see, there it is. So hopefully sounds moving. There was Nash Padilla and the crew over there. Uh, but you can start to look. This is just a smidgen of what the Rattlers have already had committed to the athletic program. And oh, wait, there's more. Right, we're going to go break through and talk about every player individually tomorrow. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put it on the uh, Google Sheets, Google Slides, so it moves a little bit faster. But you can start to see uh, Jalen Neal. And if you come over here, look again, you can click on his name. If you go on the website, you want to look. So this is your homework. If you up late tonight, later in the day, we're going to do a special Christmas edition. We show you all the presents that the Rattlers have coming in. Jalen Neal is an athlete, though, like 5'10", 5'11", type cat, um, plays both sides of the ball. When I'm looking at what FAMU's needs, though, and the positions that we're looking to fill, and just looking at his build, I think he's a DB. Like, it says athlete, but I'm thinking he's a DB. You do lose a couple DBs like this year. You lose some important DBs. And so it's one of the things and one of the positions that you're going to be looking to replace and refill and to be able to just get some guys back in here at Davian Walker. Look, Vanderbilt be good to me twice, please. Cause I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Like Moose was all right. Like for all intents and purposes, Moose should have had a 3000 yard season. Like you say what you want to about the Moose. Sometimes I may say something about the Moose every once in a while too. If we catch some balls in the Southern game, not even if he plays the Lincoln game, Musa goes over 3,000 yards. I think we had 17 drops in that game. Like, I'm here for it. Davian Walker, receiver. Oh, I don't have my notes in front of me. I believe I compared him to Manigo. So what we're going to do is uh, later on Christmas Day, we're going to go through and look at each one of these players, height, weight, size. We're going to give you some comparables and some measurables. We're going to measure them to either a former family player or a current family player or somebody that, you know, you might be able to relate to. Like, for instance, I give you an example. When we started talking Isaiah Land, I gave you an example of Tev Telvin Smith. Um, and then even when we were talking about Marquise Bell, I definitely said, I think Bell is a tweener. He could play safety or linebacker. Now in the NFL, you see he's doing both. That dude had like a million tackles a day. It's like, Go out and check his stat line. That brother's about to make himself some money. Uh, uh, Jeremy Fiskin, offensive lineman. Marjorie Stern Douglas. Um, if you're not, if you're familiar with the name of the school, it's for a reason. I'm not going to tell you why. But offensive lineman, 6'2", about 295, 285 type cat. Uh, but a needed addition to that offensive line. I got this comparable for you. Again, we're going to go over that tomorrow. Look, I'll tell you, we just doing it early. We're going to just peek under the Christmas tree. See what the Rattlers got coming in. Uh, Montre Edwards, Colin College, defensive lineman. Look, just tell y'all, I ain't even lie. I'm excited about this one. Like, I like the mix of JUCOs. Now, this one, y'all already know. 38-38 Trojan Trail. Sage Ennis, 6'4", 6'5", tight end. Look, I'm excited. That was that was probably my second or third favorite, like, get that signed already. Uh, now, Daniel Richardson, 5'10", 205. 
Reminds me of Leon Campbell. That's my comparable, measurable. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We're going to be interested to see what he looks like. Trans from FAU. He had a really game against South Florida. But, yeah, I feel for those of y'all that are frustrated with my Musa, you're getting a lot of the same thing that you got out of Musa. Uh, TK, and I'm sorry, I got you on the phone this time because I'm using a laptop. I don't have the normal setup with the three screens. TK, Musa was great. People had unrealistic expectations. Yeah, he is the best quarterback we've had this decade. I agree. Um, he's got championships. He's got the stats. I'm sorry. If you're just a Musa hater, you're a Musa hater. Like, I, there's nothing I can say that's going to change that about you. It is what it is. Uh, my favorite player in this recruiting class, he is, of course, from the great Jones High School in Orlando, Florida. Y'all know Jones High School has a special place in my heart. While I'm not a Jones grad, I did work at the great Jones High School for a while. And I know his mama, a good family. Aceon Cobb, FAU transfer, underutilized, 6'3". <laughs> and this boy can move. That boy's fast. That boy good. I'm telling you, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing when we started to look at Aceon coming in over here to the highest of seven hills from FAU, especially kind of after being at Florida Atlantic, does he have a connection with Daniel Richardson? Is that something that we can exploit in the offense? Is that something that maybe him and Junior have some type of connection? If you're not familiar, Junior's from Metro Orlando, uh, Apopka, he went to Wakaiva High School, Aceon, Jones High School, just the 407 keeps me in good the FAMU. So I want to see this. Damari Tate, another kid from the 407. I believe Tate went to Freedom High School. Uh, DB, transferred from Florida State. I'm interested because you, you lost a huge corner this year. But you got Bowler potentially coming back. Man, can you get Tate and Bowler on either edge there? Like... We we saw, we saw the potential of FAMU secondary. I, I just I just felt personally, and I could be wrong if I'm wrong. Y'all know I'm up for criticism. I'm not always right, but I felt like we saw something at Howard game, especially when we realized they were overmatched receiver to corner wise. We saw a different level of aggression from the FAMU secondary. We saw where our DBs start jumping routes. And DBs who don't normally jump routes were jumping routes. Like, excuse me, before Kendall Bowler gets that interception, he jumps a route. And you see him jump the route, and he's over there, starts slapping the hands like oh, he, he felt it. You saw a different level of aggression. You felt like the defense was just more intense, especially from the secondary, once that zone coverage was taken off of them. And it was like, okay, go bump and run. Go press. Go be aggressive. I just saw a little something different out of them. Do you continue to see more of that out of the family secondary with this addition of Tate and maybe a few more? Like I, I don't feel like this is going to be the only addition to the secondary. Naturally, the question is going to be for the defensive line. I hear you. I don't share that concern just because we are in the age of the transfer portal and we are also in the age where high school recruiting – 
is underutilized. There are some high school defensive linemen that are still available that I feel like I don't want to feel like, say they're your backup plans, but in actuality, they're your backup plans. And let's call it what it is. We got till February to the next signing day. So the dead period is about to hit. Don't start stressing over who, what we ain't got right now. This is the early signing period. Family's just coming off a championship. We've just shown that you can come here and you can not only win a championship, but you can go to the NFL. I mean, you literally had Isaiah Lang got in for the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts as an undersized defensive end and made plays today. We saw where Marquise Bell is every freaking place on the field for the Dallas Cowboys. Friends, family, and fam, you, Lee, most importantly, don't stress over this. I feel like this coaching staff, and especially our recruiting coordinator, have earned at least, at least the benefit of the doubt when it comes to recruiting and be able to be like, okay, I can trust you. I may not want to trust what I can't see, but I can trust you. Now, the other spot, Jalen Smith, kind of talked about him earlier. Uh, man, he's been to a couple of JUCOs, if I remember correctly. I'm speaking kind of off the top of my head there, so if I'm wrong, forgive me. But if I remember correctly, 6'3", I believe he went to Mandarin uh, High School out of Jacksonville. Again, I'm pulling from my memory, not from my notes. Uh, but well, I remember we, we kind of looked at his film a little bit. He looked pretty solid. I, I'm wondering, like, and I gave I gave a comparison with him. I feel like with him and Aceon, I gave you a co comparison really to Nicholas Dixon and David Manigo as far as size. Now, hands-wise, when you hear Manigo, you may feel some type of way because, man, Manigo made some catches that made you be like, whoa. But then he had some other things that made you be like, ah. But overall, man, like, if we're being a buck, if Manigo's hands get consistent between now and the combine and other things like that, he might find his way on somebody's team somehow. Now, the last one, at least on here, Amari Johnson, UCF transfer. UCF's been another place that's been really good to fame you. Short, 5'10 guy, Marcus Riley. Reminds me of Marcus Riley, guy from South Florida, got that Miami speed. I don't remember if he went to Carroll City or not, but I remember the school orange and green as far as when I looked at his uh, – orange and black, excuse me, when I saw the video, like, speedster. Like, dude's got some speed, kind of came into UCF – with some, you know, a little bit of, little bit of, you know, cachet to himself. Can he come to FAMU and do the same thing? And we haven't even talked about the running back that FAMU's gotten from Florida State. We hadn't talked about the offensive lineman that is transferring in to Florida, from Florida State to FAMU. Like, you're able to start to see where, you know, that pipeline might be there. And it's something where, you know, I give respect to Norvell as well as Willie because they both kind of leaned into it and were like, yo, you know what? The fact you over there, fam, you does something good for me. And they both kind of leaned into it. Like, you know, I have heard that, you know, some folks are kind of having spats on social media about, you know, some of these players transferring to fam, you whatever. I, I don't really care. Uh, this doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. 
What if it's you fan? Rattler first. Like I ain't been to FSU game in about a decade. So <laughs> you know, I was at a FAMU game the other night. You know, celebration bowl, UCF game, like I'm going to more FAMU events tonight, FSU events, like just being real. So we're able to see, look, I told y'all, look, we would open up the we would open up the presents early. Uh, but we're gonna go more in depth a little bit later. You know, let y'all get some sleep. Let y'all get ready for the holiday. You know, some of y'all, look, look, that was me. You know, I had a little bit of dressing in my teeth. Still, you know, it was good. <laughs> but you're able to see, like, like, FAMU is reloading. Like, that was one of the things where the concern for me was the rebuild, reload thing. And to me, we still have positions where I have questions at, uh, especially – the defensive line, I got questions. Quarterback, I have questions. Uh, a five ten quarterback, I, I don't know. Like some of y'all are higher higher than me on him, and it's not a slight to the kid. That's just, you know, I I know we have a junior. I know we have a junior. I, I know we have a bony. I, I, you know, so is this a guy that's going to compete for the starting position, or is this a guy that's going to start? And I think that's one of the things that. You're definitely going to have to ask that question when you're looking at the position at quarterback. At running back, I mean, you kind of got what you got. Like, you got Yant. Yant's really there to replace Jennings, like, size-wise. The new running back you're getting from Florida State, uh, Hill, he's really like a Kelvin Dean. Like, you start to look, he's like another Kelvin Dean-sized guy. Like, very similar builds. Um, you know, a little more of a bowling ball type guy. Then receiver-wise, you start looking at receiver for receiver, and when we break it down, you're going to notice body frame-wise, you kind of replace what you had. And so it's like, oh, yeah, we're going for bigger body receivers to a certain degree. To another degree, you're really replacing Manigo. You're replacing Dixon. You're getting bigger versions of KDOT, like – you're starting to really replace what you already had with guys that are similar frames, but then tight end wise, like you got, you got, you got your tight end to come back. Like he, he one, yeah, I'm entering the transfer portal. Then it's like, nah, I'm coming back. And then you added Sage Genesis. So that means you have two like ACC caliber, like Division One, FBS, because they're all Division One if they're FAMU but FBS-level tight ends. Do you remember how FAMU's offense opened up once we started throwing to the tight end? Remember the Celebration Bowl and how that game changes once we started using the tight end? And we're not done yet. That's the scary part. Like, look for a couple more offensive linemen. Defensive line is going to be a position that is going to be something. Linebacker was deeper than I thought it was. Uh, like, when I went back and looked, I was a little more comfortable with FAMU's linebacker core, excuse me, than I thought I would be. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. Uh, first game of the season, y'all know, is that Miak Swag Challenge. Look, I'm just going to be honest with you. You might want to, you might want to get with your friends and family and start making plans. Like, certain, it's going to be hot. I ain't going to tell you where to see it. Because me and the family cooking on something ourselves, 
but that game's going to be hot. It's not going to be in the dome. It's going to be at the old Brave Stadium, Georgia State Stadium. So kind of give you a little hint of what kind of temperature you're dealing with. Summers, yeah, summertime Atlanta. So uh, it's going to be hot. But if you want to be seen, hey, the outfit's going to be popping. <laughs> but, um, man, yeah, man, you know, just look. So you had to kind of like just go behind, you know, come under the tree a little bit and pull out some gifts to see what is working with and what we might be getting into. Um, look, we're going to come back. We're going to do this a lot a bit later. I ain't going to say a little, a lot a bit later. Uh, we're probably going to do like a 9 o'clock special to, on Christmas, you know, let y'all open up the gifts, let you get fat, you know, chill out. Um, and then we're going to look at each one of these players, look at their size, height, weight, all that, but then also give you the comparisons and why I gave you the comparables. Mostly for me, it's looking at size, looking at size, looking at height, weight, and then who are some guys that you might be familiar with now or familiar from the past that look like some of these guys, but you know, we did a little Christmas early, you know, special right there. And we're going to have the stuff queued up so that y'all can get some nice little visuals. You know, that way the computer won't be spinning and streaming and everything else. So, But um, look, as you already know, HBCU Digital Network, this is home, home nurse in the Black Techies. Look, big shout out to her. Man, I saw her a couple times um, at the Celebration Bowl, saw him at the game, saw him as we were leaving the airport. Uh, we are going to definitely be trying to do some more things as long as we are both on this network together, man. Also, look, I got the best video crew out there. Like my video guy, uh, he he did me right. He he got the audio sounding straight. Um, and we, we got some more things that we have coming in this upcoming football season. And we're going to be traveling to some more games this year. So I got my fingers on one or two. Like I've never been to Jackson. That might be one of the moves for the year. So we're going to see uh, Texas definitely out there. So we might just do Texas Southern. But then let's get up on out of here. Y'all got Christmas gifts to finish wrapping. So don't leave these babies out here. Uh, make sure y'all take care of them. Get ready, though, because we're going to unwrap these gifts uh, that are in the recruiting world. Talk about the kids that FAMU has that have signed and a few that have committed, and then look, if we get a few more to commit, you know, before this dead period fully does what it does, we're going to enjoy that, so, but look, it's another championship of bus season, so get ready, y'all, it's going to be a fun ride, we're going to see, though, all right, y'all, I'm getting sleepy, I know you are, too, but look, before we head out, again, big shout out to HBC Digital Network, this home, home the things up podcast, and as always, y'all, it's going to be fangs up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it?